Okay, hello everybody. Welcome to the How to Podcast series. I love having fellow podcasters on my screen. And today my screen is lit up with books, a pink chair with bunny ears, and uh, a great co-host that's joining me from not where I live. Let's just put it that way. And I'm excited to have my guest on today. Uh, Diane's going to join us today and talk about all things podcasting. You get to introduce to a brand new podcast you might not even know of yet, but will fall in love with. And Diane's here to talk about that and her journey. Hi, Diane. Welcome as a co-host to the How to Podcast series. I am so excited about this. Podcasting has been such a revelation for me. So I'm more than happy to, to sit around and talk about that. Beautiful. Well, let's start right at the beginning. What's your podcast? Tell me how it all started. What do you talk about? So my podcast is Book Banter with Diane Burkhart, and I'm obviously Diane Burkhart, and I'm an indie author, and I was looking for ways to actually promote my own book line. So I started a podcast as a less expensive way <laughs> to get the word out about my books. But I didn't want the podcast to be just about me, because who wants to hear me just talking about my books every single episode? So I started finding, you know, all of my author friends, because I have so many friends who are authors too, or they work somehow in the publishing industry. And I started bringing them on as guests. And it just became this whole author interview show that has just really exploded into things that I never even imagined when I first started doing this. I've got to meet, you know, traditionally published authors. I've met so many indie authors. I have people who have started their own publishing house. I've talked to people who are musicians, who are actors. One of the authors that I talked to is a stand-in actor who has stood in on like Star Wars <laughs> and Mandalorian. Wow. You know, musicians who have worked with some of the great people in the industry. And it's just been incredible meeting all of these people and learning about their lives and what brought them to writing a book that this podcast has been such a learning tool for me. I can't imagine not doing it anymore. Right. And that's amazing. <laughs> and as a fellow podcaster with an author podcast, uh, I'm thrilled every time I can sit and talk to somebody. I get time in people's calendar that I could not afford based mm -hmm. on what they do for a living. I couldn't afford their billable hourly rate yeah. because... They are super professional people, but the moment you reach out and say, hi, I have a podcast, I'd love to hear about your book. Mm -hmm. It's like, when can I sign up? It's amazing. Oh, yeah. And the networking that I've been able to do with other authors is something that I never would have been able to do. I never would have connected with these people if I hadn't started this podcast. Because here, I'm an American living in Germany. Right. <laughs> the, the people who I've connected to as authors here, they all speak German. And my German is not good enough to have in-depth conversations about the things I would like to have in-depth conversations about. So I needed to find a way to connect with my other English-speaking authors. And this podcast has been phenomenal. I have learned more about SEO to improve my own website and social media and different marketing techniques, how to use um, AI technology to try to create better book covers and just all kinds of things. And I learn each little bit from every one of the guests who come onto my podcast. It has been the best networking source that I have ever come across here. Okay. So maybe we get some inside information here. Um, podcasting in Germany, how big is it? 
English podcasting? Is is it big? German podcasting? Can you give us some insight on what's going on where you are? I think, honestly, podcasting is becoming big everywhere. Good. And it's just such a great medium that people have found to be able to sit in their home and connect with the world. Right. And whenever we had everything going on with COVID, people needed that outlet because you yeah. couldn't go out into the world to connect with people. So podcasts really opened up a lot for so many people that they didn't have any other way to have conversations like this. I know. This is crazy. We're talking yeah. across the world to each other and it's like you're in the next room. I love it. <laughs> so early days for your podcast. I think you're saying you're in going into season two now. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm I'm about two thirds of the way through my second season. Okay. I go around to the first of December and then I take a hiatus until the first week of February. Good. And that was when I began my my podcast the first season was the first week of February. Okay, so I haven't done seasons yet on any of my shows. Do you what tell tell me what happens at the end of one season and before the next season? What happens in the gap? Do you look at your your stats? Do you look at your listenership? Does anything unique happen in those th that break period? A lot of it's just kind of that's my downtime when I can actually start planning what mm. I want to do different for the next season. Good. And it's like this season, I started looking more. I haven't found a good transcription service so that people who are hearing impaired or cannot or just don't like listening to podcasts could read the transcripts. So I was trying to think of a way to reach those people that I could afford. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And so I'm creating Book Banter Magazine, which is a magazine companion to the podcast. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Okay, slow down. That's amazing. <laughs> Keep going. This is great. It's going to be a flip book magazine that'll be available on my website, and it will feature all the authors and their work that have been in my podcast. And for people, I've come across a few authors who like the idea of doing an interview with me, but don't like doing podcasts. So I've done a written interview with them and they're the ones who are going to be exclusive to the magazine Ooh. so that there will be, you know, exclusive content for that to draw people to the magazine that they don't get in the podcast. So each one is going to have something unique, but they're tied together. Wow. What a great idea. How did, okay, where did you get this idea from? Because I'm, there's people well, writing really fast right now going, <laughs> I have to write this idea down. I, I worked for newspapers and magazines since I was 17 years old. So yeah. I mean, my first professional job, I was working for a sports magazine. And I did that for years. And then I worked for a newspaper for years. And so I just, I have a lot of experience doing this kind of stuff. So it's natural for me to gravitate towards that. I love it. I love it. What happens to your, your listenership during that break? Do you see people still coming back, still listening to the podcast, even though it's not actively releasing the reason i'm asking is it seems like the popular thing that we hear is if you stop podcasting for any length of time for a break for a season or whatever that your listenership's just going to go and just stop nobody's going to come back i i do rebroadcast like the best of oh good and i do like kind of re-scramble them a little bit like somebody that maybe had two or three episodes that i split their their interview up in, I'll condense just the best stuff down into one episode. And I broadcast those as just rebroadcast while I'm on hiatus. Nice. Well, there you go. So there's still something showing up in their feed and mm -hmm. your feed's still active with new stuff. Okay. Yeah. I love that. I love that. That's really, really good. Uh, what is the re what is the response from authors about the magazine idea and 
I love the idea that some authors don't want to come on a podcast. I've dealt with that too. Mm-hmm. How does how's the magazine idea? They love the idea as a guest. Yeah, they all love it because I've I've told them this like the flipbook program that we're looking at purchasing, which I'm getting next month. It will allow me to put in live links. They can put in um, wow. book trailers. It will have, you know, just they can click and buy the book. So they all, they love this idea. And one of the things that I plan to do too is I have a book buying guide that I want to put together, just like a catalog that's going to come out for Christmas. And it will list every author. They will have at least a page in this book buying guide for every author who has been on my podcast since season one, since I wasn't doing this at the end of season one. Going forward, it will just be the authors from each season in that next buying guide. And people can flip through. They'll see, okay, I need something for young readers. Where are the authors who do young readers? Oh, here's a section of young readers. Here's a section of sci-fi. Here's a section of horror. And then they can just go there, find the books they want, click and go to the buying page. That's amazing. (laughs) I love that. Wow, you're making my brain spin. I love this. (laughs) I knew this was going to happen as soon as I met you. (laughs) Um, this is really cool. Um, wow. Okay. So for, for your podcast, what have you, what have you learned about yourself as a podcaster from the very beginning? We kind of talked about this before we record the very beginning to now, how have you changed? You personally changed as a, as a person because you have a podcast. I'm so used to being, since I am an American living here in Germany and my German is not good enough to like really have good conversations. I'm used to just being in the apartment, writing, being quiet. And I I know from school, I was one of those kids that always got in trouble for talking. (laughs) In the last few years, you know, I've just been here. I've been so quiet talking to my husband, talking to my dog. And then I get on these podcasts. I'm like, oh my God, how I need to shut up. I'll sit there and tell somebody that we're going to have like a 20, 30, 45 minute conversation. And three hours later, we're finally getting off. (laughs) the the conversation. And it just made me realize that that human connection is something that I had been missing. And the podcast fills that need for me. Like, and I didn't even really realize it was missing until I started doing it. Right. So, so yeah, so new podcasters listening to us and they're thinking about starting a show from your, from your spot and your vantage point. What would you say to a new podcaster and encouraging them to get behind the microphone and hit record? Just absolutely just do it. Just take the leap of faith because so many people get scared of doing things like this, about putting themselves out there, but you can do it scared. (laughs) You don't have to let the fear stop you because almost everybody who does it, that first show, they've got nerves. They're worried that they're going to stutter. They're going to worry that they're saying, um, and, uh, and, you know, taking long pauses to think of something. That's why editing equipment was invented. <laughs> it's like, yes. so they, they don't need to worry about those things. Those are very human things to do. I have a bad habit of hitting my microphone when I talk. And, yeah. you know, I have to edit that out of my, my podcast. Those things happen to everybody. The only thing is, if you let it stop you from doing it, you're missing out. And you could be missing out on something great. It's one mm-hmm. of those things where if you don't ask the question, the answer is always no. You know, so if you don't try it, you're never going to have that experience. You never have the opportunity of having that great thing in your life that you love to do. And that would be a horrible thing to miss out on. From your your point of view as well, uh, any ideas around those who have a podcast on little improvements that you've made as you've kind of worked through your podcast, 
little things you've done, you've tweaked, you do things differently now in, in this season than you did in the first season. What kind of things have you approached differently? As a podcast. I, I have definitely upgraded some of my equipment <laughs> because when I first started out, I had had just a little USB mic and I didn't have an interface and I had just, you know, some very basic programs and I did get like a nice microphone set up. I got a, a very simple, was it Tascam, the basic yeah. Tascam interface. And those things just made such a great improvement in the audio quality of what I can get from my guests that I have online. Because I can tell you, whenever I first started out, I did not have a way to get their voice from the computer because I didn't have that interface and I wasn't using I wasn't using Zoom. I was using just Facebook Messenger to talk oh, wow. to people. Okay. And I would set up a Kleenex box on my my desk and then I would put my eyeglass holder on top of that and I would set my cell phone on top of that. And I was recording their voice through Messenger on the cell phone. Wow. And then recording my voice on the computer with the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's how I did a lot of my interviews in the beginning. Because this is like a two-way mic where it records from each side, but it doesn't record mm. from like all the way around. So yeah. I had the cell phone sitting on one side and then me on the other side. And it was just, it was crazy. It was really hard to clean up the sound and make it sound good. But, you know, I managed to do it with like lots of filtering and boosting and was able to do it. But once I bought, you know, just a few extra pieces, it became so much easier. And it wasn't as expensive as I thought it would be. Yeah, right. Um, and your search for transcriptions. Talk about that. Like, where are you at with that? I'm still just trying to find... Places that have like good reviews um, and have reliable actual transcription that there's so many things that you can do with like closed captioning on audio and video now, but they're not always really good and accurate and you have to do a lot of editing to it. And I was trying to find something that has good reviews that has minimal amount of editing because the whole thing is I don't want to sit there and have to read the entire interview to make sure that it's all cleaned up and accurate. So I want something that's going to be as concise as possible. And I just, I haven't found one that the price point and the review both meet yeah. what I'm hoping for. Yeah. The one thing I'm toying with right now is what I do is I upload my my audio to YouTube um, primarily because for my, my author podcast, I have 270 interviews in two years. Oh, wow. So... I don't have the ability to upload the audio to my host because I'm always up against my limit every month. Mm -hmm. So yeah. on my audio apps, I'm on 220 or something, but I have 270 episodes recorded. So I have these this extra content that I can't put in the world because mm -hmm. of the limit. So I go to yeah. YouTube and I just upload the audio with an image. I know everybody doesn't like that and people get all upset when I say that, but I do it because I treat YouTube as a Google Drive that oh, everyone yeah. has access to. And my guest gets their interview like the, the day we recorded or the next day I do the editing right away because it's mm -hmm. fresh for me. So they get their episode. It's all done. But I tell my listeners, if you have listened to everything I've recorded, then jump to YouTube and you can hear what I recorded yesterday. You get the advanced listen that no one else knows and hasn't heard yet. You get to jump the line. And so, but when I post to YouTube, I get a free transcription, 
with everything that I post to YouTube. It's not mm-hmm. perfect. But <laughs> what I've been doing is my wife, Jennifer, helps me with podcasting in the background. And what she does is she listens to the podcast while she's making sure I don't make any mistakes because <laughs> she's really good at helping me uncover those because I make some, some good ones. And she listens to the podcast and looks at the transcription and edits while she's doing that and hands me back an edited transcription through a human ears, not AI specifically. And I get really good quality transcriptions with the person's name properly spelled out or a website properly written out because it's a human mm-hmm. listening and, and editing. But I use YouTube as the initial draft of my transcription and then I just edit from there and that's free. So I like that. I may have to check that because <laughs> I have two YouTube channels that I use a little bit. But since in my podcast, it's audio only, I don't do any video. I don't ever look at YouTube to upload stuff. So I never even thought about checking into that. I need to do that. So there's news about YouTube. I don't know if you've heard this. It came out yesterday. There was a big podcast conference in Colorado, in Denver, Mm -hmm. and all the podcasters from around the world had gathered there. YouTube was in the house and YouTube made an announcement about podcasting, a significant announcement that would help you for sure. Mm-hmm. In that they are going to be using our RSS feed for our yeah. podcast. They're going to bring it into YouTube and create audio only with a static image, just an image yeah. of each episode. And it'll be all on YouTube. And YouTube is promising to promote podcasters, oh. promising to promote podcasts to people who listen to podcasts mm-hmm. on YouTube and give you better analytics and support they're going all in by the end of the year. And what they're telling everyone, us podcasters to do, create your channel, create a playlist of your episodes, do this, do the static image, no video. Yeah. Create the static image of the audio attached, take that playlist and convert it into a podcast on YouTube and you'll be all set to go when they're ready to launch. And it'll all show up on YouTube Music, their companion, their companion web tool, right for your phone. And you're all set. So I'm encouraging everyone to get ready, right? I I really like having my podcast on all audio platforms. So Apple, Google, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. That's really important to me. I think that's that's the key to podcasting. But if YouTube is going to walk in and say, hey, everyone, if you want to be found on YouTube as a podcast, you can do that as well. So companion partners, audio and YouTube, it's a good mix. If you're only on YouTube, you're only on YouTube. Yeah. And you won't hear you on Apple. So I don't want to just be in one area. I'd like to be wherever I can be. And then leverage the transcriptions as well. There's a lot of win-win there. So there you go. Well, I know what I'm going to be doing with my evening. (laughs) (laughs) See, this is what I'm talking about, though. This kind of networking, I would not have known this if I hadn't come on this podcast and talked to you. See, there's so much that I learn from people in podcasts. It is crazy. It's like I, I'm always telling people she's probably tired of me dropping her name. But Val Collins, who is a psychological thriller author, she gave me one of the best tips that I had ever had. We were talking about the problems that people have with SEO mm-hmm. that, you know, authors and you know podcasters, whenever you're doing all of your public relations, social media stuff. You need to know about SEO so that you can get your stuff found online. And I told her, you know, I was really struggling with this. And she said she had taken a class in it a long time ago. And the only thing that she really remembered was that you should have your name the same on every platform that you're on. 
If you have Burkhart Books, it should be Burkhart Books on Facebook, on Instagram, on TikTok, on everything. Your website should be BurkhartBooks.com. And mine was not that. It was like Burkhart.Books.Author on Facebook. It was Burkhart Books slash author on something else. It was author Burkhart Books. You know, there was just so many different slight variations on every platform. And so the, the day after I talked to her, I went through and made sure that everything was changed to just Burkhart Books at Burkhart Books. My engagement went up over 600% on Facebook in a day <laughs> and hundreds of percents on everything else in just just changing that one thing made a huge difference in people finding all of my social media. And I would have never have gotten that tip if I hadn't had her on my podcast. Right. That's amazing. That's yeah. Great, so that's great. That that one interview increased my engagement on social media, hundreds of percents. <laughs> mm, I love that. The one thing I like to ask people when they find me for this podcast, they had a podcast series. I had someone in England reach out to me and I'm the first we jump on a call like this because mm -hmm. they have some questions they're starting a show and the first thing I'm like hi how did you find my show and they said well I went to Google and I typed how to podcast ah nice which is the name of the show right <laughs> so it's right it's pretty straightforward what the podcast is about and he said I listened to two episodes and I'm like yeah that's the person I want to talk to and I'm like okay great so whenever I have a chance to talk to anybody I always ask them how did you find me because Whatever the answer is, I want to do more of that. Mm -hmm. Instead of spending my time putting effort and money into something that's not giving any results. Yeah. If people are sitting in front of me on the, on the screen and they're telling me I found you because of Instagram or I found you because of your website, whatever, I'm going to put all my effort into that because it's working mm -hmm. because the person's right in front of me. So that's kind of the one thing I always try to do. Well, you know, and that's really significant too because of how I found you was through a publicist that I was working with. I was working with her. She promotes people on podcasts. She's been feeding me author guests for my show, so I don't have to hunt them down. I tell her what I need, and she's like, oh, well, I have this author, I have this author, they fit what you need, here you go. And she suggested that I contact you because she thought that you and I would get along. <laughs> oh, we're gonna get along, this is great. <laughs> You're teaching me so much, I love this. And I tell you, that is one tip that I always like to tell people. Whenever you're trying to search for guests for your podcast, search for podcast guests or podcast booking agencies and let them know about your podcast and they will bring you guests because <laughs> that is their job. They're getting paid by these people to get them booked on podcasts. So you have to let them know I have this podcast. This is who I'm looking for. And they will just bring you people to interview. And if you're a guest on a podcast, Look through the past guests on the show you just left or you're just on. And if you find someone else in your in your genre that writes like you or you want to meet, mm -hmm. reach out to them and say, hey, I was just on Diane's podcast. She's amazing. And I noticed you were on episode five. Mm -hmm. I would love to meet you. We both have something in common. We were both interviewed by Diane. She's awesome. But hey, I would love to meet you and I'd like to swap stories and connect with you because we're both guests on the same show. Mm -hmm. So you can build your you can build your network just by being guests and then going through the the past library of other guests. You already oh, yeah. have something in common. So use that. So as a matter of fact when I was going through your guest list, I saw that you had interviewed Wendy Jo Cerna and I'm like, "Oh, she was on my show. I love her." <laughs> see? There you go. Wendy Jo, we love you. Um, <laughs> see? Like that's what I love. And you start you start seeing this 
this community being built through mm-hmm. guesting, through hosts meeting hosts, podcasters meeting podcasters. And that's the beautiful thing about this. And I think a lot of new people to podcasting don't really grasp this until they get in, is mm-hmm. that as podcasters, I would say for the majority of us, we're all about working together. Mm-hmm. Here we are, two competing podcasters with author podcasts. Yeah. We should be going toe to toe, stealing ideas and burying the other person. That's how the world works. But no, let's work together. Let's build community. Let's help authors sell books. Let's tell their stories and support each other. Mm-hmm. It feels so good in podcasting when you meet quality people who love serving others. That's like yeah. the best feeling ever. Most definitely. It's like I was even here <laughs> sitting here thinking, okay, I know this author and this author and this author that I need to tell you about after the show because they would be great for your author podcast because <laughs> they were just such fun thing. interviews. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm doing the same thing as I listen to you. I'm like, <laughs> oh, you're some people you got to meet. Well, there was a, an author that I just recently interviewed too. She's, I think her episode comes up next week on my show, but she was actually a journalist back in like the 60s and 70s and got to interview like... Um, John Wayne. She got to follow uh, Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth around when she was visiting the US. I mean, the conversation was just inspiring, the things that this woman has done. And now she writes mystery books. Wow. <laughs> For you, what do you, th- what do you see as the future of podcasting? What What are you thinking about? What are you dreaming about for your podcast beyond where it is right now? Where do you see it going? I I honestly, I have been trying to bring on more industry professionals to talk about how their position can actually help indie authors. And I've been trying to find some ARC readers who would like to come on and talk about what it's like to be an ARC reader for authors Hmm. and the things that that entails for, you know, the different genres, how people want them to give them feedback and what they're looking for and just trying to get more into the whole issue of publishing, not just talking to authors, but being a resource of information for authors as well. And I just want to try and cover as much as I possibly can about the whole industry of publishing, because there's so many things in this field that people don't realize exist. Because a lot of people think, okay, an author sits down, they write a book, they get it published, they're done. That's the easy part. (laughs) And that's like the least amount of work that you have to do. Because even if you're a traditionally published author, unless you're somebody like Stephen King, big publishing houses are not going to put marketing money behind you. You still have to do all of your own marketing. You still have to build your own website. You still have to get all of your social media going. You still have to do all of the groundwork. And a lot of people who even get a traditional publishing deal, they get their book and like, oh, this is great. Now what? And they have no idea what to do next. And, you know, I've been finding this is true. Every time I talk to an author, like, yeah, you know, I published my book and it didn't sell and I didn't know what was going on. And they realized nobody knew it was there. There was no marketing. There was no outreach. There was no engagement. And so I want to try and be, you know, not just bring authors to readers to find, you know, more information about who they want to be reading, but I want to be able to provide information to authors how to get their word out, how to do their job better, how to actually market and get that engagement that they need to become that best-selling author. Because you can write the best book in the world, but if you don't have that market engagement, Mm -hmm. it's not going to go anywhere. 
Right. And that's a sad thing because there's some amazing stories out there that people need to know about and they're just sitting on a shelf or sitting on a website somewhere and mm-hmm. nobody's clicking add to cart. But yeah. if they only knew, right? And that's why I love bringing those authors on and letting us hear their voice and their story and you go, I can't wait to buy that book. Like mm-hmm. that person is amazing. Like that's yeah. really, really cool. Um, yeah, I'm for me looking into the future for podcasting, I'm just seeing it become more and more common for people mm-hmm. to know what a podcast is. But I'm surprised though at times when I tell people I'm a podcaster and they're like, What's that? <laughs> right? Is that something I have to buy? Is that like a membership <laughs> or well, why would I even be interested in that? But when you finally grab their phone out of their hands and here, subscribe, click this, <laughs> this is Diane's podcast, click, click, here, you need this, right? And then they start listening and you're like, oh, because for me, it was about three years ago, four years ago, I wasn't even a podcast listener. Mm-hmm. I love music. I'm a musician. So I would listen to music all the time. But then I'm like, what is this podcast button on my phone? I don't know. I'll push the button and see. I thought it would be annoying to have someone talking to me in my ear while I'm trying to do something. Be mm-hmm. like, well, who's talking to me? Like, I'd rather just listen to music and you do this kind of stuff. So, but I hit play on an episode and I fell in love because I got to connect with a person I never met who took me on a journey and introduced me to some amazing people that I would never know otherwise and books I would never know about. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like, I, I found like I, I was like in an inside club that nobody knew about. Yeah. Because everyone around me at work, I'd be like, do you guys listen to podcasts? And they're like, what's that? And I'm like, good. I feel like I found something that's uniquely mine, but I want more people to know about it. So Mm -hmm. we need to grow podcasting for everyone, everywhere. We need to grow it even more, I think. Well, and I think I had like a little bit of a taste of what this would be like. Whenever I first got out of college, one of my first jobs was working for a news service. And I sat in a little sound booth eight hours a day, Monday through Friday. And I broadcast headline news, a few features. I would like read the wine line, you know, what would pair with what, and sometimes do stock quotes. And I was giggles with your joke of the day. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I loved doing that kind of work. That was so much fun. It was also really depressing because every hour on the hour, you're just talking about headline news, which is always wars and crime and, you know, kidnappings and things like that. But the feature part was really fun to do. And now doing this, it kind of like takes me back to, you know, being right out of college and doing that kind of thing. I get to be back on the air and just talk about things that are fun to talk about. And you don't have a boss looking over your shoulder. (laughs) Yeah, true. (laughs) You know, like I can do whatever I want. There's no rules, right? And it's my show. Yeah, I love I love that freedom. Mm-hmm. So the only thing I ever have to keep in mind is I want to keep it family friendly. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's interesting because I haven't released I haven't recently released anything in any of my seven podcasts that would be explicit. And mm-hmm. the reason why is there's some countries where if you have even one episode, <clears throat> that's it, you're done. We're yeah. not we're not going to bring any of your podcast in at all. Mm-hmm. And I did have some topics on some of my author podcast interviews that weren't explicit, but the content wasn't child friendly mm-hmm. in what they were talking about. We never, you know, we never, never really went there in the topic yeah. where it was like awkward, but so what I did at the beginning and I actually got feedback from a listener as I said, hi, 
Normally at the beginning of the show, you'd hear music and my guest, but it's just Dave here at the mo- at the beginning. Just want to let you know that today's topic is is probably not f- kid friendly. So if you're driving to the kids to school and they're mm-hmm. in the back seat, skip this episode and come back later. Yeah. But um, there's nothing in here that's explicit. There's nothing in here that's in that would embarrass you. But there'd be a lot of explaining to do for mm-hmm. your kids if you listen to this with them in the car. Yeah. And I had a I had a, 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 a listener reach out to me like about a week, two weeks later. She's like, that was the best thing ever because I was in the car. I have two three-year-old, two three, three and a four-year-old in the back. And as soon as I heard that, I'm like, skip. Yeah. She's like, that was the kindest thing I've ever heard. So thank you. So again, no explicit ratings on any of my episodes, but I just want to make sure people know the content mm-hmm. might be something you'd, you might want to think about listening to later. Yeah. There's a few of my friends that I have had to install a bleep sound. <laughs> On my interface, <laughs> just yeah. because they like to use colorful language in their their yep. regular conversation, yep. so I don't curtail them. I'm like, just go ahead. I got the button. We're ready. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Um, anything else podcasting wise for a new podcaster listening to our conversation? They're going to come check out your podcast for sure. Um, but anything else that we haven't really covered that you're you're like I really like to talk about this little part as well I just I think people should be really conscious of the fact that no matter what they do there're going to be people who love it and there're going to be people who hate it you cannot escape that it's just human nature what you should just focus on is doing content that you're proud of and let the comments just fall wherever they may I have not even read one single review of my podcast because I focus on just making sure that what I'm putting out is the message that I want to give. And I know there are going to be people who love it and people who don't love it and people who hate it. It's just going to happen because anytime you put something up on social media, out in the world, on the internet for people to judge, you're going to get judged. You can't avoid it. It's going to happen. So just walk into it knowing that and be prepared to just ignore it. As long as you know that what you're doing is good, honest work that you're proud of. That's all that matters. And just let everything else fall to the wayside. Amazing. Yeah. And I did an episode of that here on the How to Podcast series, episode 76, um, where I talked about six ways to deal with a hater. Mm-hmm. And I had I had a hater, not regarding the podcast, but in life, mm-hmm. I had a hater and how I handled that. And that episode, this is not normal. And I'm not telling everyone this is normal. Most of my podcast episodes in the beginning were 10 listens, 15 listens. That episode alone has 39,000 listens. <laughs> I don't know what I, I I don't know what happened. I hint. I have no mm-hmm. I haven't been able to recreate it, so mm-hmm. I'm not an expert on how to do that, but for some reason that episode has really hit and really mm-hmm. clicked with some people and I still get comments. That's a long time ago that I did that episode, but I just think it's something we all deal with. We all deal with people who who love to hate and mm-hmm. even if they don't even know you just the fact that you're putting yourself out there makes you a target to some yeah. people and they're just going to come for you. And you know what? It's going to happen. But I find that the people who also come with appreciation, respect, admiration for what you do mm-hmm. way outweighs even one negative comment. So yeah. if you're nervous about people judging you, the next time you go to a store and you stand in line at the checkout and you look behind you, they're looking at your what you're buying. They're like, mm-hmm. are you serious? What's all that junk food? What are you doing? You can't buy that. That shirt looks terrible on you. Oh, I can't stand those shoes. It's going to happen and you don't even know it. 
So you've survived this long in life. If that's keeping you from starting your podcast, don't worry. Your community will find you. And not only will they find you, over time, they'll stand up for you. Yeah. And when somebody comes up and starts raising a hate flag, mm-hmm. you don't even have to do anything. Your community yeah. will take care of them. Absolutely. Because so, people love you and care about what you do. And if you're coming to this with a good heart, and you're doing it for the right reasons, like you talked about, mm-hmm. and you're doing it to support others, it's pretty hard to find fault yeah. in that person for coming with that motivation. So, I so well, I, I tell you what, though, there's... um a review from Amazon on my very first book that I keep up on my wall over here to remind me to not get bothered by things because I write a novella series. So it's less than 200 pages for each book. They're, they're short reads and it's advertised as a novella cliffhanger series that are based on the old movie shorts that they used to play in movie theaters before the main feature, like the Lone Ranger. Yeah. And it, you know, so it's it's listed as a novella cliffhanger series. And I got a three star rating and their comment was too short ends in a cliffhanger. <laughs> so they basically complained <laughs> about my book for exactly what I advertise it as being. Mm-hmm. And it just it cracked me up so much. That they're sitting there grading me down for giving them exactly what I'm telling them I'm going to be giving them. And that like set the tone for me ever since for, you know, how I respond to reviews, because that told me that no matter what you do, people will find something to find fault with you if they want to. It doesn't matter what you do, because this person literally graded me down for giving them exactly what I said I was giving them. That is that is so cool. I love that. I had an author on and he he wrote a, his first novel. He, his first couple chapters, he purposely did a slow burn. He <laughs> really wanted to build the character and the plot and the story. And he really purposely went slow where mm-hmm. he would normally just write at a different speed and different mm-hmm. the whole story would be different. And then the story kicks up. And his review was too slow, too boring. I couldn't get past chapter three. And he's like, so he did the exact opposite on his next one. And they're like, too fast, couldn't, couldn't understand it. He's like, you know what? It doesn't matter. Yeah, that's why I always say, just do what you're proud of and let the reviews fall where they may, because you can't do anything about it. See? And that's why I'm so glad you're here. Um, <laughs> I don't want to keep to you too long, because I know you got lots to do. Uh, as far as your podcast, again, send everybody to where you are. I would love to have you back, by the way. In the future, oh, I'd love to, and continue the conversation because you have so many great ideas. <laughs> I have a full page of notes now, which is great. Um, tell everybody where you are, how we can listen to your show again. So, my podcast is Book Banter with Diane Burkhart. You yeah. can find it very easily through most of the major streaming services. Just Google the name, or you can go to burkhartbooks.com/slash podcast and find it on my website or on our personal host site, which is Bur- uh, Book banter.buzzsprout.com. There you go. Beautiful. Um, and soon to be on YouTube as well. So you'll yes. be able to find you there as well. I love it. Um, for that, I would give you a tip. I use a website called oneimagevideo.com mm-hmm. and it's free. Oneimagevideo.com. I don't get paid for this because it's a free site. And you, all you do is upload your YouTube thumbnail mm-hmm. in one little spot and then you upload your MP3 in another slot. They give you back an MP4 mm-hmm. where the audio and the image are attached, and then you upload that to 
your YouTube channel. You're done. Oh, nice. It's so easy. It doesn't cost you any money. I love this. I love it so yeah, much. I love things that, that are free. <laughs> I actually, are you ready for this? I have podcastforfree.com. Oh, wow. I bought the website. I don't know. I don't know how I got it, but <laughs> podcastforfree.com is all of my tools that I use that are all free. You don't have oh, to pay nice. for anything. So I have all a bunch of different things that podcasters need. And if you don't have any money, or if you have seven podcasts and you can't afford seven times the price of everything, mm-hmm. which you can't, um, then podcastforfree.com has all your information. So if you're interested, oh, you yeah. can go I'm there checking and that out. <laughs> check it out. You can see what I use. Um, but yeah, uh, so great to have you on, Diane. Uh, to join you as I'm in Canada and you're in Germany, uh, it, this is so surreal for me. I just, I enjoy everything about podcasting and mm-hmm. your your insight and the way you do your show and how you treat your guests. I hope people listening listen back again because that's the right way to treat your guests. And uh, you've definitely proven that. And um, I think anybody who comes on your show is going to love you as a host and your support after the show is stellar. That's the one thing I've really struggled with is what to do with my guests after we say goodbye. And mm-hmm. you are really making me think. So I love oh, yeah. when somebody makes me think. That's great. One of the things that I've just started doing is making reels that are a compilation of different authors in the same genre. Like I'll, I took like wow. a hit off of the Got Milk thing and yeah. I put like, like comic books and it'll have my comic book authors and their, their comic books like Westerns and it'll have my Western authors that I've had on. And stellar. I just spread the stuff all over my social media. And it's like, I've got one for horror authors. I've got one for cozy mystery authors. So I'm just trying to mix and match and find different ways to promote people, you know, however I can. I have a music podcast. And what I do there is I look for new releases. Mm-hmm. So when an artist is promoting their new song, I, on, on Instagram, I do a story. I do the stickers and I include the music from their new song and nice. I tag them. I do little things to their artwork to make it kind of cool. And I get feedback from artists saying, hey, who are you? Thank you. Can I come on your show? It's mm-hmm. like, yes, I would love to have you on my show, artists that I admire. Um, and simple things of giving like that mm-hmm. open the door for people you haven't even met yet. Oh yeah, And opens the door to be like, who is Diane and how do I get in her world? Um, just because you keep giving and giving and giving. That opens the door. So that's another way to find a great guest. Yeah. Well, and plus, it's like with the magazine and the book buying guide, all of these things, it's free to the people who are on my show. Right. I'm not charging them anything to be in these publications. It's just more publicity for the show. So good. (laughs) I'm going to go upstairs and tell my wife and she'll be like, okay, what is it now? I'm like, I just met with Diane. I got some great ideas. (laughs) She's so amazing. (laughs) So um, please come back again. Like you said. I would love to have you back and continue the conversation. And you're going to be on Living the Next Chapter, which is making me nervous because I'm going to have to be a great host for you there because you're a great host as well. So um, thank you, Diane, for making time for me. And everyone, please go listen to the podcast. We'll have links to everything we talked about here. And um, if you were interested in that buying guide magazine, please use the links, reach out to Diane and... Make sure you check that out. That's a great idea. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you. This has been so much fun. 